All right, we're going to get started. My name is John. It's uh, Bring Your Daughter to School Day, to Work Day. <laughs> this is, what's your name? Ellie. And we're here with Joanne. Hi, guys. Um, open for questions. Anything new with the, the NLC and uh, as far as uh, what's happening yeah. now with the contracting? Yeah, so for NLC, the um, some of the most current updates are, one, you're not going to be required to have the um, AML to submit anymore nice. for Americo. So that's nice. That um, guarantees us um, that the new agents will have their writing number for America within 24 hours. And then secondly, now, um, I know we had been talking about this in the, um, like in our previous meetings where um, NIPR, where um, the basically the validation was going to be, or the HCMS information was going to be um, synced in with um, the information on NIPR. Yeah. yeah. And so now um, there is no more editing on the HCMS profiles because um, we don't have access to that anymore. So all of your information, your personal information, if you need to update an email, you need to update your address, your residential address, maybe your business address, all of that stuff will be updated in NIPR by the agents. And then um, those changes will be reflected in HCMS within a day or two. So would it make a difference if you create a new email or not for your HCMS invite, or it has to be the same email as what's attached to your NIPR now? Yeah, it has to be the same email as to what's attached to your NIPR. Okay, okay. Hello. When we bring in new hires, then does that mean I have to ask their specific email attached to the NIPR? Yeah, I would suggest doing it that way because today, this morning, I had issues where I wanted to have um, one of our agents edit their, or I wanted to edit their email, but I wasn't able to do it anymore. So they referred me back to having the agent do it on NIPR, which means that it's going to be that way for the majority of the agents where the information on NIPR should be what's reflected in the HCMS invite. Okay. Got it. Okay. So we'll keep things up to date because that might be an issue then, right? Like if they keep on changing your emails or they want a specific personal email. Correct. Yeah. Cause yeah. If, if, you know, you're bringing someone in from a different IMO and they have multiple carrier appointments on that NIPR email, and then they come in and that you add all these profiles and portfolio, it's going to, yeah, it creates more um, more work, I want to say. Yeah, especially if you bring in a new agent and they want to create an FFL email or they, you know, first name, last name, dot yeah. FFL at Gmail. Type yeah, of I get what you're saying. See, on that side, I'm not sure. I, I guess I can go ahead and just ask the specific if, you know, if the email is invalid yeah. or if it would make a difference. In other words, like if, when they're validating their HTMS information, maybe that email or the new email would be accepted. Okay. But I'm not really sure if, if it'll go through or not. But for now, I would just suggest putting the exact information that they have on their NIPR account okay. in their invite. Any um, any added things on NLC so far? Is this is still Americo. It's still only Americo. Okay, got it. But now we don't have to do the, the AML, so it's easier. No, yeah, exactly. All right, cool. All right, so uh, hopefully that's helpful for anybody uh, added, getting added on. Fire away with any questions for us. I got one. Okay, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, that, that looks good. Hey, best way to learn what companies and what products to go, go with. Okay, so first, 
So the question is, what company, what product? So first, you got to identify what type of client you're dealing with. Are you dealing with a final expense client or a mortgage protection client, right? Because you got to figure out, are we doing final expense, which is going to be more of a whole life permanent plan? Or if they're doing mortgage, we're looking to either do a term or a term of with a return of premium. So let's start off with that. Where do you want? And then I'll, I'll answer and I'll, I'll, I'll um, follow through with it. Do you want to do final expense first? Yeah, let's do final expense first. Okay. So if we're dealing with final expense, let me run through our main carriers. And this is our preferred carriers. We want to use Americo, Aetna, AIG, and Prosperity. With these four for final expense, you can pretty much sell anyone and everyone. Okay. Let's start off with Aetna. Aetna can cover anyone 40 to 89. And they have three plans. They have a preferred plan, standard plan, and a modified plan. Preferred and standard, basically, it's level day one coverage. The, the, the best use for them is that they're able to give somebody day one coverage, even if they have Parkinson's, COPD. So that's why we like using them. Okay. We like using Prosperity if they have Direct Express, because even with Direct Express, they're going to pay you. Okay. So then, so before you figure out which product, which clientele that you want to use, or I mean, uh, which um, carrier and product to use, you got to figure out, does the client have a bank account? Okay. If the client does not have a bank account, they only have the direct express. We go with uh, prosperity. Then lastly, um, with AIG, this is the end all be all type of um, policy It's for anyone between 50 to 80. And this is for the auto declines, okay? So if you can't get them improved with Americo, Prosperity, Aetna, we have to go with AIG because they could be like on their deathbed. They could be on a gurney. They could be in a living facility. They can have Alzheimer's, dementia. They can have cancer right now. They can have no legs. We can still insure them, okay? Just understand it's two-year graded, meaning that they have to outlive it for two years to get fully paid out. If not, then... We just pay back the premium or AIG will with ten percent uh, interest. Okay. Now, also, the two two main companies to figure out if they're going to get approved um, automatically on the spot is going to be Americo and Prosperity. Okay. So Americo's product is between fifty to eighty five for Eagle Premier. Okay. So that's what's great about it. In the middle of it, it'll tell you if it's it's uh, trending to get approved or not. Okay. One of the the better use for Americo is if you have a client that just had a stroke in within the last year, in other cases, in other carriers, you have to wait two years to be approved as a level day one. With Americo, it'll approve on the spot. Okay. Another one with prosperity, typically, if a client has diabetic complications, and this is my, my situation on uh, Friday or Saturday, whichever it was, I saw a client, he has um, diabetes, no complications, but he does take gabapentin, um, possibly for neuropathy. With Prosperity, they have a specific underwriting where it says, do you have any complications of diabetes? And it doesn't list neuropathy. It only lists diabetic coma, insulin shock, or amputation. So even though he takes gabapentin, if I ran that with the miracle, it says it on the questions with the miracle and on Aetna saying, hey, diabetic complications, including neuropathy. But Prosperity, simple, get him approved on the spot. Okay. Um, Anyone 80 to 89, you're going to get the best rates with Aetna. The only issue with Aetna, it sometimes doesn't approve on the spot. So it'll go to, you know, a few days sent to underwriting. You don't get an answer on the spot. So that's why I like using um, Americo and I like using Prosperity. 
Okay. So my number one advice, and when you're going to see a client and you're going to either use America or Aetna, only do one or the other. Okay. If you're going to go in America and it gets declined, don't bother doing Aetna. Go America, then prosperity, because the client could be lying to you or the client could be saying something that they chose not to take anymore on a medication that they feel like they're healthy. They're subjectively feeling healthy. And then you pop it in, you do it with the Aetna, you do it with the miracle, either one, it says declined. And now you don't know what, what's really throwing off the medication, right? This is what's okay, best so about prosperity. Saying, you're saying, you're saying if they get denied a miracle, just pivot straight to prosperity. Correct. And the reason why I, gotcha. I say that with prosperity, when you're doing an application with prosperity, it will tell you directly on the spot in the middle if they're approved level, if they're approved graded, or they're approved modified. Okay. The best thing with prosperity, it is 50% off your comp. Aetna is full comp. Americo is like 5% off your comp. Okay. So pay wise, Aetna is the best. Okay. Fastest turnaround time paying you. Americo. Okay. I could sign you up today on a Monday, get you a policy for the client, and then I'm getting paid by Wednesday. Okay. You're going to get an agent statement on Tuesday. You're going to get see the direct deposit Wednesday morning at 2 a.m. or 5 a.m. at your Eastern time, 2 a.m. Uh, Pacific time for us. With Edna, I can sign you up today, get you approved today, even do a um, um, effective immediate today, draft you today. You're still going to get paid a week out. Same thing with AIG. AIG only pays you every Tuesday on a weekly basis. Okay, so you want to get paid fast, you want to go America. Um, you want the, the, the best or lowest rates, okay? You go with Aetna. But you want immediate result. If you don't know what's happening, if they get rejected, then you go with Prosperity. Okay? But if you use these four main carriers, you can't go wrong. Okay. Uh, lastly, with Prosperity, okay, in, in other other um, carriers, Prosperity and Aetna, what they're great at, they pay you the same rate, even if the client gets graded or rated. Okay, So if it went from preferred to standard to modified with Aetna, it pays the same. Prosperity, if it goes level, graded, modified, it pays the same. With Americo, they really don't want that business. If it goes guaranteed issue, it's going to drop your comp to like 30 to 40%. Okay, So it's really their decline, but they're not declining. <laughs> But it jumps up like three times the price. Gotcha. Lastly, with prosperity, it it only simplified issue. And it'll only give you an answer on the spot. If it says sent to underwriting or we don't have a, an exact result, don't bother with it. You move on to AIG. It's okay. either triggering a decline or it's triggering not enough information. And it's a computer-based. So what that means is if it's sent to underwriting, Underwriting will email you later on in a few days and say, hey, we don't have enough information. We need you, Sean, to go get the client, to go get their doctor records at, on your behalf to send it to us for us to underwrite it. It's too much work. I know he's got time for that. Yeah, right. So you just go with AIG. <laughs> okay. um, another special niche is with MM. If there is an MIB issue, uh, and this is where uh, AIG is coming out. They just came out with their SIWL. Let me explain what MIB is. It's a medical insurance bureau. You can have a client in good health for the final expense, but if they applied for a term policy, they do a fully underin. Fully underin means they, they got a physical exam, blood, urine. And even though they got approved, they got rated, it was a higher risk. That company has to tell MIB, which is the medical insurance bureau. 
Okay, it's like the DMV records for for life insurance and health insurance. If they have an MIB hit, it automatically usually declines for simplified issue. It's not that they're getting declined for their health; they're just not getting getting processed at all. Americal will decline it. Aetna typically will decline it. Prosperity will send that to underwriting and say, "Hey, we need more records." This is where a special niche for MM, because MM it does take a few days to get issued, but MM or Occidental in your your uh, North Carolina. They actually have their real underwriters instead of just a uh, computer-based. You submit the application, they will ask for a doctor record compared to other carriers. The other carriers don't even ask for a doctor. MM will request the APS on your behalf, and they will create a, a, an answer for you. So that's what's great about MM. So it's a special niche, um, common common situation I've had that, uh, that I use for MM, this medication called nitroglycerin. Okay. If you had a previous stroke before or a heart attack before, or you're close to having a heart attack, the doctors will give you nitro. It's a pill. You're only supposed to take it if you're having a heart attack to prevent you from like dying on the spot. So you can be diagnosed or prescribed for it. Never take it in your 10 years. But because it's on your medication, all the other carriers will, will throw you off. But if you send that to MM, you put in the notes, you tell the doctor, hey, it's a preventative. I've gotten policies issued level on it. Okay, so uh, these come in with experience, you know, I'm going on super detailed because I've played around with a lot of them and I'm like, ah, this happened here, this happened here. The best thing as a brand new agent, you want to make sure that there is no lag, there is no complication on your behalf, and the client doesn't know if they're approved or not, right? You want to yep. be able to almost close it as fast as you can and as quick as you can, and they have a policy number and they have an issue date and it's going to get drafted. So that's where Americo, Prosperity, and an AIG comes in. Yeah, I've noticed on the phone, as, as soon as you hesitate, as soon as there's a stutter, they're, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's where you can kind of build some rapport. But yeah, if you're doing selling on the phone, you got to get past the transactional phase into building the rapport, building the value into selling it. So um, I'll be putting out Thompson's video on YouTube uh, by the end of the day. Uh, she came out, we had a great training where she just addresses a lot of concerns and a lot of like objections. So it'll be out on YouTube and uh, shortly after this call, I'll Perfect. start playing and uploading it. Um, oh, so now we're going to go into mortgage protection, right? Yep. Are you dealing with mortgage protection yet? No, no. Mm -mm. Okay. So for now, let's just keep it simple with mortgage protection. Uh, we use a term with a return of premium. Okay, so you tell the client, look, you got a 30-year mortgage. Let's say it's 200000 We're going to cover you for 200000 In case you pass away, there is 200000 to pay off the balance of the house. In case you don't pass away at the end of your 30 years, you get all your money back. Okay, that is the concept of the term with the return of premium. Uh, we use AmeriCo HMS CBO. There's a CBO 100 and CBO 50. 100 gets you all of your premiums back. CBO 50 gives you 50% of your premiums back. Okay. John Hancock has a policy as well. It's the Vitality app. You can either sell a level term or uh, return a premium with the 75%. Um, and then um, Prosperity is coming out with one too, which is the freedom of choice. Um, it's just a level term right now, but it doesn't have a term with the return of premium yet. Yeah. So these are our main uh, simplified issue policies. Perfect. Huh? Do like the ASMR 
Excuse my kid over here, just like it's running like around. The cutest thing. <laughs> No, you're, you're fine. I got one knocking on the door right now, trying to ask me homework questions about math. So it's 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 a reality now. Kids are always going to be on yeah. Zoom. She, yeah. They're always going to be here. It's like the cutest thing. Yeah. She's, she believes she's doing an ASMR video or, or something on the little mic on the other mic that's not working. It's the cutest thing. Yeah, she's only got school. Tuesday, I think it's Wednesday, Thursdays. I think it's going to be good for them though, because they're constantly seeing us working, whereas. We yep. didn't see yeah. that. We went to school and then came home. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, my 12 year old um, starting a business right now. So I think, I think it's working. Yeah. Oh, and even God. better too. Like, you know, they, they see us, especially when we're doing these zooms, man, kids can see it where, you know, everyone has that fear of like in the stage in the spotlight or, you know, doing auditions and stuff like she's not going to have an issue. She sees the mic at the age of four. Oh, okay. It's my turn to shine. <laughs> Let me talk. <laughs> I'm a trainer to be a super seller. <laughs> Do it. But yeah, far away. Any other questions, guys? Keep them coming. That that's all I had for right now. That's all I've got written down because I got in that bind this morning. Okay, just uh, like you're freezing up on like as soon as the client tells you the information. Yeah, yeah just because there's there, there's there's the lack of experience, so I don't know where to go and how to pivot. So just hearing it and hearing somebody else talk about it and then going into the app and, and, and playing with it, um, she ended up not answering and getting back to me anyway. So, okay. Okay. But, but um, I learned. I think so. What I like to do is when I'm, when I'm presenting to my client, I think like them. Okay. When a client doesn't understand any type of life insurance, if you know, sometimes you have a client, they're like 60, 70, 80, yeah. never bought life insurance in the world. They don't know any difference. Right. So first on the phone, I asked them, what do you want your life insurance to do? Okay. So my main question is, what do you want your life insurance to do for you? You want it for your burial or you want to leave money behind for the family? Okay. So that's my, my intro. So I do a concept sale. I don't sell the details of the product. I sell what the product will do for the client. Okay. So you you want a funeral plan. Okay. Got it. What do you want for your funeral? Do you want a burial or do you want a cremation? Okay. And then I asked the client, have you buried anybody? Do you know how much it costs in your area for a burial? Yep. So if they go, they, they do a full funeral, you know, you ever got, do you have a plot set up? Are you a military? Are you a veteran? I asked multiple questions to figure out how much is really their budget. Okay. So, and then I asked, do you have a big family? Okay. Are you guys going to have limos? Are you guys going to have people flying in in different states? Do you want to be sent your body to somewhere else, to a different country? We have a lot of clients here in Los Angeles. They want to fly back to, to Mexico. Okay. They want to go to Mexico City. Um, I got Filipino clients. You know, my, my, um, my client, I just did a recent death claim. She sent her dad back home to Philippines. So she spent about 14000 for that. Oh, I saw okay. that. Right. So, but mm -hmm. the best thing is I told her, you need fifteen, And then it was <laughs> right on the dot. So yep. you, the more you build it up, I'm concept selling and I, and I paint the picture of, okay, you know, are we doing a, a funeral service? Um, same thing with cremation. I asked the client, do you, there's two kinds of cremation. There's the simple burn and earn. I tell her you need about three to 5,000 for that. You know, you get the body, burn the body, take a picture, get the ashes, do a memorial at home. It's cheap. Okay. So anything higher than that, this is how I sell it. Anything higher than that, your family gets to keep. So this is where you get to leave money behind for, as a legacy. Now, if you want to do a, a, a viewing cremation, I tell the clients, well, that means they got to do a viewing. They got to borrow a casket, do a funeral service. 
And then when everyone goes home, they return the body. Okay, so if you want to do that, you need about seven to ten thousand. So this is where I'm coming in. I first ask. It's all about building value and having the same level for the client, right? I tell them um, this is probably what I suggest. This is what you're leading towards. So I, I cater to them, and then I make the suggestion of how much they need it because they have no clue. They've never bought life insurance. They don't know how life insurance works. And then more importantly, whatever they see on the internet. Okay, Casey loves this. The best, loves to say this the best. Clients want Lambos for a dollar. They see something for a hundred thousand for ten bucks a month, okay. And we got to bring them down to reality. And he says, uh, "Sir, ma'am, you're seventy with a heart condition. You're ready to pass away, <laughs> and you think you can buy a hundred thousand dollar life insurance for ten bucks? <laughs> Let's get real." <laughs> so, once you identify that, you tell the client they they see it, and then you know. If they, they come in and they, they didn't understand the price tag, they get a, a sticker price shock. That's when I tell them, like, look, how much do you pay a month for a car? If you got a $30,000 car right now, what's your monthly mortgage? Uh, what's your monthly car payment? At least 500 bucks. You mean to tell me you can get 100000 for 10 bucks and an insurance company will pay you tomorrow by just paying $10? That's a lottery. <laughs> so concept sell, get them to realize it. Look. If you don't have a funeral and it's 15,000 for you, everyone's going to pay out. Here's 70 bucks a month. Here's $100 a month. Then they understand it more. Does that make sense? So, yes, it uh, does. So, lastly, the way I would sell the product, I just tell them, look, it's a final expense. It, it's good till you die. So, that's the concept of the whole life. Instead of saying whole life, term life, make it simple. Think like the client. You pay it. And it pays you as soon as you pass. Okay, it's good until you die. It's permanent. Um, I kind of make a joke. I go a little technical and I say, look, it's going to last you till your age of 121. It'll never go away. As long as you maintain your premium, it doesn't go up. It doesn't go down. It's good till you die. Okay, and then, so now it's just a matter of how much you want to get. You want to do the cremation? Hello. Here's 5000 Here's 40 bucks. <laughs> Got it. Bye, Ellie. Okay. Here's 10,000, 15,000 is 30 bucks, 100 bucks, 150. Okay. Perfect. Food in here. <laughs> All right. Anybody else got any questions? So I have a question. Well, it's not really like a yourself. question, but like I was kind of running into like the same issue as him, like as like a new agent. Like it's like you'll talk to a client and like I'll ask, I'll like those discovery and like questions that you need okay. to ask but then the hard part becomes like i don't know exactly where to take them because i don't know every carrier like takes what like because i have like multiple people i've spoken to and like they're yeah. all completely different so it's like i know like kind of like the basic like final expense like through america now so yeah. i can help people more on that aspect but when it comes to like multiple like for example, like medications or like they've recently had like a stroke. But I'm like, I don't know where to take you. So like, I'll like get to like that point. But then I'm like, okay, well, I was like, well, give me a second. Like I'm gonna look and then I'm like kind of lost. Okay. Okay. So it's your transition and your fear of the unknown. So what you got to do is you also got to guide the client. You got to take their hand, walk them step by step. And then this is your phrase. Okay. We don't. So this is called the takeaway in sales. Okay. You don't have to have the right answer, okay? So this is the line you got to say, I have a carrier available for you. We don't know if you'll qualify, but the best thing is we can find out in the middle of the application before we even make a payment. Before I even get your bank account information, 
we're going to find out if you're approved or not. Again, I'm going to tell you the price. Okay, sounds good. So what we got to do is we got to do an application. Okay, I'm going to do an email signature for you. And then we'll find out from there. So don't worry about knowing everything. You got to just close first. You got to take the client from here's the quote to let's apply to see what you qualify for. Okay. And then you kind of got to secure it. So you tell the client, I'm a broker. I represent multiple companies, right? So coming back to Sean's question about how at the end of all, we always have a backup plan with AIG. There's a plan that can qualify them no matter what. Okay. So before at the, at the start, when I, when I mentioned earlier, I, I tell the client, we have a plan for anyone 89 and under, regardless of your health. Okay. Regardless of your health, we got a, we got a plan for you. So I ease that client's mental disposition of, you know, I may not qualify. I'm not going to be able to get it. It's just a matter of plugging you in with the right carrier. And then I, I come back and say, my job as the field underwriter is to find you the lowest rates with the most coverage. Now, it all comes back to your health. Okay. So let's see what we can qualify you for and let's proceed. Okay. So don't worry about the products. Worry about your transition, transition into closing them. Transition and asking, let's go and do an application. Let's see what we could do for you. Sounds good? And then proceed. Got you. Yeah. So, like, for example, because I sure. think the most, like, thing I don't know yet is, like, people who are, like, are older and, like, they have, like, these health conditions, but, like, yet they want to leave, like, a legacy over to their family more than yeah. just, like, final expense. So, like, for example, on that, like, where should I start an application at first? Okay. So um, you, let's, let's start back with how you present, right? You're doing telesales, right? Yeah. So they don't see you on, in person, right? Okay. Mm -mm. So there's not a lot of building of rapport as far as, um, unless you ask the right questions to that. Okay. So, so you're saying the client wants to leave more than final expense. They want to leave a legacy. So what does that mean to you? And what does that mean to the client? Do you know? No, what do you mean? Right, exactly. <laughs> so what I mean by that is you're not asking enough questions then, right? So you got to ask critical questions. Like Thompson was saying on the call, what does that mean? How much do you want to leave behind? How much are you willing to pay? What's your budget? Okay. Oh, What's like the coverage questions. amount? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I do ask those questions. From okay, the so last podcast, the, sorry, not the podcast, the the one with Thompson, like her script, like definitely helped me out like that same day and also the next day. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that Thompson script you sent me, I've my, my average phone call time went from under a minute to over two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Same. <laughs> because now there's like prepped questions. Cause like as a brand new agent, you know, you just don't know what to ask, how to continue the conversation. Yeah. And you just feel like, okay, here's the price. But as soon as you give it a price, man, you lose control, right? Then mm -hmm. bye. Gotta go. I'll go call you back. Yeah. I couldn't even get the price. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you do guys uh, get stuck where they say, I want to think about it, want to do this, um, this is where you want to ask these prying questions. Like, you know, you want to think about it, you want to just tell me no. Okay. Because if you want to think about it, what's there to think about? Okay. If you need time, who are you talking to? You know, do, do they help you with the decisions? A lot of people will, will um, delay the decision making and say, I want to think about it. They want to delay by saying, I got to talk to somebody. I got to talk to this. I got to talk to that. I, I, I got this from Paul McLean's um, trainings. 
he went and asked, you know, you got to talk to your sister. You got to talk to your daughter. Are they going to help you with the coverage? Are they going to help with the premiums? So ask these questions, right? They're going to say no. If they said no and they don't think it's a good idea, what would you do? <laughs> so let's say your sister said no. What's next? What's the game plan? You still don't have life insurance. Let's say your sister said yes. What do you want to do next? Are you going to go get and do it? Remember, the quote I gave you is still a quote. We still don't even know if you qualify. So why don't we pre-qualify you, get you set up, and then you think about it? Because you don't even know if you qualify. So let's see what we could do, right? So it's all about taking the step from quote to application. Once you have that, then you, you, get, you give the client the control again. Where, where can people find the script that you're talking about? Oh, it's just for my agent. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll list it. No, it's I, not. I it's shared not it. Some, someone mentioned it in the, call, in the chat. Yeah, so we had a great I'm, call with I'm, Thompson. I'm sending it over to her right now. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, also, uh, so I, we had I, a, I, I wanted to uh, t talk about, because I, I was curious to know whether she was having trouble picking what um, carriers to use predicated on not really understanding underwriting. Like generally what people do, if you're part of the group me is just post the scenario into the group me and, and generally speaking, people uh, will tell you which product to go with and yeah. you'll probably yeah. learn from just reps of doing that. And then like, you know, pattern recognition and recognizing, Oh, okay. This, you know, they're recommending this and then that works. And then, you know, learning yeah, that way rather than memorizing everything. Yeah. So what the way I see it, um, she does that actually. She personally texts me because I'm her uh, upline about the, the client information. But what's happening is she's getting the client detail, but there's a miss. The missing is the transition from the client detail to getting a client moving to an application. So what I'm telling her is like, dude, don't worry about the underwriting. Get the client to do an app first. Let's go and make a mistake. Let's try to get them on Americo. So that we can see if America approves her or not. And then she gets the price and she gets commitment from the client. Of worst case scenario, at the end of it all, you could just go straight to prosperity, get an approval. And if it doesn't, then you can go to AIG, right? But you got to, you got to, you're missing the key of the selling point to making the first break of let's move the client from a quote to an application and then we'll make a mistake afterwards. Right? Is she, is she, um, close like is she doing underwriting before she's even closing like is she is she is she providing options and then saying okay between these three options or two options which one's the best and then they're saying this one and then she does the underwriting or is she kind of flipping that you can answer giselle so i've kind of only given them two options because it's only been like two three people that i've been able to like really help in that aspect just because i was getting confused on like all like the um, complications between like medication and all that um so i would like give them their two options and then from there um i was able to do one application but then i ran right. into a little issue with mutual omaha about like my aml <laughs> no no you could do an application with aml and then you could do the aml afterwards yeah yeah no i did but i'm like looking through it and like i was gonna ask you about that later though. yeah go ahead um, so for that, I mean, I did do it, but I'm like on the status, it says completed, but then in parentheses, it says equivalent taken. So I don't know why it says that. Okay. And then it's picture text that to me later and we'll address. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
but yeah, so um, you can give two choices, but it's, it's typically better than uh, three is better than two. Okay, because the thing is, if you do get a budget already from the client, if you do prep them and you ask them, okay, how much is what's your budget? Then I would go based on here's two options. Here's your budget. Here's a little bit higher than that. Okay, but if you don't have a budget, th- I like three. If I if I'm doing it in person, if I'm if I'm if I'm using Americal, I would do 10, 20, 30. Okay. If they want to do cremation, maybe I'll do five, 10, 15, right? Depending on their budget. Okay. Yeah. People love so, threes. I mean, small, medium, large. You know what I mean? Right. Like people love just three options. Something yeah. that's big, something that's small, and quote unquote, something that's like the middle one should be what makes sense for their for their budget and you should probably know that in the beginning part and uh yeah. you know when you're uncovering when you're asking the right questions yeah so i learned this from one of my my uh old co-workers back in our old company she used this closing line with three options it's pretty good if it were up to us we'd want to get the highest one because the highest one gets us the most coverage but if you had like a little flat tire, you had a family emergency, sometimes the highest one will only last you a month or two months. Now, sometimes we also get the high, the lowest one because it's the most affordable. But after a year or two years, you end up finding something that is not enough. You, might, you need to upgrade later because it's not enough value. So you want to get somewhere somewhere in between be, between that. That's going to be there as a lifetime. And all it is, is I'm closing you right into the middle. I showed you something low. I showed you something high, but I really wanted to close you in the middle. It's a bit, it's a bigger premium. Okay, and I, and I'm dress, um, I'm addressing on a third party, the mentality and the thought process of the client. Okay, because they're gonna be like, ah, I don't know between the middle, of the, the the highest one. If you can afford it, get the highest. Okay, all right, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, I will have that video posted on on YouTube. Actually, I'm gonna ask you all after this <laughs> how to post it. And you guys will see it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. Hi, guys. My name is John. It's Joanne. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.